Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the NFL Scotland podcast. After teasing the identity of our special guests on social media yesterday, it's almost time for the big reveal. My name is Cameron Hobbs. And my name is Paul Mitchell. We strive to bring you content that is fun, informative and just a little different. And this week we do just that again. After the big interview, we'll have some time to have a look at some of the other stories that are floating around the big NFL pool. And what's in a name? We share some of the best replies from you on the teaser we set on our episode last time out. So, to the headline act of this week's NFL Scotland podcast, and I'm excited to tell you that for the first time ever, we've got our round one draft pick on the programme. After a stunning college career with the University of Illinois, he won numerous awards including Defensive Performer of the Year, in addition to being recognised as a unanimous first-team All-American. He's played seven seasons for the team that drafted him at 26 in round one, and he's gone on to be a firm favourite with his team's fan base. Our guest has played 99 regular season games, four complete seasons, twice 15 to 16 regular seasons games played, plus six playoff games as well. So live from the great state of Texas, live on the line from Houston, we welcome to the NFL Scotland podcast, Houston Texans linebacker Whitney Merciless. Right, how you doing? Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, good. Thanks for coming on. Um, let's kick off with the OTAs then, because they've got underway. How are plans coming for the season ahead? Uh, for the season, uh, well, we're in OTAs right now, organized team activities, and uh, we're just going through like our practice, um, you know, installing uh, mainly our offensive uh, schemes, defensive schemes, and special teams as well, too. And also we have a lot of the young guys, the rookies that we drafted, undrafted, um, who are going to comprise most of the team uh, as soon as we get down to our 53 uh, for the season. And so we're preparing right now as far as conditioning, uh, football movements just to get acclimated, especially with the heat here in Houston and, uh, you know, the pace of the game as well, too, uh, before we go on about a month break before we come back for, uh, for training camp. And how is different is it this year to last year? There were so many of the Texans were coming in off injuries, yourself included. Your first big injury, a frustrating 2017, but 2018 was a brilliant season for you guys. So is, is the mood in the camp even better than it was this time last year? Uh, yeah, there's more optimism in the in the building because we understand what we have. Um, you know, we uh, we didn't start so great last year, uh, but we turned that around, made it to the playoffs. Uh, you know, dug ourselves out of a hole and was able to you know um, make it to the first round. Didn't get past quite quite enough uh, just because you know we shot ourselves in the foot again in the playoffs. And so, getting a feel for that and getting a taste, especially for the younger guys, it's like all right. We know we got the tools. We know we got the you know the effort there. Uh, and now it's just all about the execution. It's just being very consistent. And once we get there, uh, which we, we just got to get to the season, uh, we have a uh, pretty decent schedule lined up. And so you know we're looking forward to taking it each week, uh, taking it to our opponents, starting fast, uh, scoring a lot of TDs, uh, playing some great defense, so that we can you know make it over the hump uh, come playoff time next year. Now. The fact, obviously, in the playoffs, she fell to the Colts, but that is probably one of the hardest divisions in football today is the AFC South. You know, we've touched on it a couple of times on our podcast, but for you, has it ever been as competitive and as close as it is at the moment? Um, you know, in the past, uh, it, it was like wishy-washy, you know. It, it wasn't that competitive. Now, uh, you see, like, you know, the Jags making moves. Um, Tennessee Titans making moves. We're making moves. Colts are making moves, and so it's really become uh, I, much more competitive. It's become a tougher league uh, or division, and uh, you know it's like you just can't take any team lightly in this division. 
um, you know, for granted or anything like that. You've got to come with your A game now because uh, it's anyone's game at this point. Yeah, absolutely. What about yourself personally then? Is there a particular quarterback in the division that you really want to get your hands on this season? Uh, let's see. Um, Andrew Luck, I would say. <laughs> uh, I, gotta, I, I love me some Andrew Luck, no doubt. <laughs> He's a great prolific quarterback, and uh, you know it's always a challenge going against him. Great guy. Uh, great player, great player as well too, and so uh, I always look forward to the chance, you know, when he challenges our defense, and uh, you know, seeing how effective I can be as a pass rusher and disrupt his game. So, what about yourself as a player, though? Who did who did you look up to as a sports hero when you were young, for example? Man, I looked to several people actually. Uh, Chad Ochocinco, Terrell Owens, and uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, those were my three top guys. I mean. I love the chattiness of Ocho Cinco and uh, Terrell Owens and how cocky they were in their yeah. game. Well, it was a cockiness. They were just confident. They were good. They understood they were good. And, not, you know, nobody can stop them except for themselves. And so uh, just seeing that and just, uh, you know, that build confidence within me and uh, and then Peyton Manning, just the way he, you know, dissects the game, uh, is able to tear apart a defense, uh, to getting into check calls versus, you know, the type of different type of looks that he has coming from the defense and stuff like that and really taking control of the tempo of the game, which I was very uh, very much a fan of growing up. Brilliant. And then defensively as well, last season it felt like you guys predominantly are playing the 3-4, um, the but sometimes it would be 4-3. You would be moved from you know pass rushing to pass coverage. How do you prepare yourself for that change in play? Because obviously it's a completely different skill set. What are you yeah. doing through the offseason to kind of add tools to your utility belt? Yeah, uh, so for me, uh, it, it, the time is like right now. Uh, well, before we came back for OTAs, I, uh, I I was just training, just making sure my movements were fluid. I was flexible. I was, uh, you know, getting down on weight so that I could, you know, keep up in coverage and all that. Uh, I'm able to come out of, like, my breaks, my cuts much faster and be able to react on the ball much faster. And so um, doing that prepared me. Uh, to have a better, you know, understanding and better play in coverage. And also it's helped me tremendously uh, just, you know, my fluid movements, my explosiveness as well, too, to, uh, to rush the passer as well. Brilliant. Now, this year, of course, marks the first time that the Texans are coming to the UK. You yourself, too, will be playing in the UK for the first time when you come to London in November. You looking forward to that? Almost definitely. No doubt. Love international trips, no question. And so uh, can't wait. Can't wait to come to the UK, check it out. Uh, hopefully, maybe we got a little downtime to really check out the city a little bit. Um, but really just uh, play in front of a different set of fans or whatnot, uh, you know, in a, on an international perspective. Yeah, now the Jags have been here a few times before, but you yourself have been in the UK. You visited Scotland a couple of times, but it, yeah. you were here in 2015 and spent some time with Hibernian. How did that come yeah. about? Man, so, uh, you know, I was out there just visiting a lot of, uh, you know, scotch distilleries and all that, and uh, you're really checking uh, checking out the, uh, the different cities across the uh, across the way. And, uh, you know, uh, just got it. So the hotel that I was staying at uh, had a pretty tight connection with the, uh, with the hips, and so pretty much got in there. Brilliant. Uh, and, you know, I, I got to meet a couple of the players. Uh, they were surprised how big I was and how I could move so fast and all that. Uh, and I appreciate what they did as well, too, because they move pretty quick on that field. And, uh, you know, they have very, without touching the ball, they have precise or precision uh, being able to control the ball any way that they want to. And so it was a very, it was cool just to be able to cross and mix it as far as, you know, what our routines are and stuff like that. Also did a uh, arm wrestling challenge. Yeah, so a video I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> 
But uh, you know, the thing is, I let I I, I let them win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So it was a great time. It was a great time. Good, good. And then um, you planning on coming back to Scotland anytime soon? I definitely am. I uh, man, it's definitely on my on my radar because I, I definitely want to get back out there. Uh, visiting this visit Edinburgh, um, man. When I want to go back to Laphroaig, you know the, the, the Isle of Skye, all that. Uh, I definitely want to go to you know the Highlands um, to go check out that distillery up there. And, and so there's a lot on my bucket list for sure. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, hopefully we'll see you over here again soon. Now you do yeah. an awful lot of stuff in the community as well, and I think it's the one thing that American footballers and you guys over there do absolutely brilliantly. Is you you engage so well with the community. How important are the people of Houston to you and give us a flavor of some of the stuff that you've been doing as well because it's brilliant yeah uh, first of all it's very important uh, whatever community you come into especially with the platform that we have uh, because I, I think because we're, we're we have to be able to use our platform which is so high in order to give people a voice and whatever cause that is very near and dear to our hearts and whatnot to really um, you know get other people to follow the uh, you know the movement that we're on uh, and get people to open their eyes to see that, hey, uh, there's a lot of people in this world that need help. And uh, those people who need help need a voice. And so we give them that voice. Um, now, things I've done in the community, I have my uh, foundation, which is called the With Mercy Foundation. And so uh, we, uh, my foundation assists children with disabilities, uh, with assistive, assistive programs. Um, you know, we donate to several other charities um, that help children with that. Uh, you know, camps uh, so that they can feel comfortable, well, confident, uh, you know, versus being in school where, you know, they may encounter bullies and stuff like that. And I, I love to donate my time uh, to a lot of these kids and, you know, show them that, you know, people uh, people of our, you know, of our nature um, really do care for them and all that. And so uh, we're always thinking about them uh, and always in their corner, uh, if, you know, for whatever support that they may need. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, genuinely, Ed, I've seen some of the stuff online that you're doing. It's it's superb to see. I think the more sports stars do it, brilliant. And I think that the Houston Texans really have a good history of this as well. So really good to see. So last question then before I let you go back to practice and what have you, or to recuperate from early morning practice. Yeah. Um, what's the goals for the season ahead? Can you win the Super Bowl? Yeah, oh man, definitely we got a chance to win the Super Bowl. Now, you know, I don't make predictions or anything like that, but we've got all the uh, the tools, the assets. Uh, we got the quarterback. We, we've got the offensive line. We've you know, address that, address our issues as far as that goes. And, um, you know, we, we've always had a good defense, and so we just got to continue to be very consistent. Now, our special teams has uh, been, you know, really tremendously improved over the years, and so we're, you know, finding guys to uh, keep that tradition going and just really improve more in that space. Uh, we definitely got a, uh, a chance to make that happen. Now, that one of the goals is just that, yeah, first of all, is to start fast and uh, not really dig ourselves into a hole like we did last year, uh, maintain consistency throughout, and minimize a lot of our mistakes. Now, we're not going to be perfect. We understand that. And there's always going to be adversity in a game. Other guys get paid, too. Other teams, you know, they pay their guys to make plays. Um, now, it's which, uh, which one of the teams are going to make the less mistakes and make the most plays and score more points. And so... <laughs> Uh, that's our goal at the end of the day. Brilliant. Listen, Whitney, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you play in London. And when you come back to Scotland, the first whiskey's on us. We promise you that. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate the time as well. So brilliant there from Whitney Paul and really pleased that he was able to take the time out in between training sessions. He's way back out onto the field now, um, but managed to give us some time and some great insight. 
Yeah, we said it was a one-on-one interview. That's why you were doing all the talking. Yeah. I was just nodding in the background. But it was good stuff. And I think, I, th- I think what came across is a nice guy, good at his job, knows how to you know, handle media and questions. And actually, because it's not during the season, he, you know, you can, I thought he gave a little bit more than he might have done than he might have done during the season. So I, I just thought he's a guy, he's confident, he knows he's a good player, he knows his team, he loves his team in his city. I think that comes across uh, fairly well. And just found it, if you're interested in sport and you listen to somebody, you know, for 10, 12 minutes, I think it was, it's just great being able to listen to somebody who clearly wants to talk and communicate about not only what they do on the field, but what they do off the field as well. Now, one thing that wouldn't have come across there was that was actually a video Skype call that we had so you know we're seeing Whitney in the dressing room there in a short sleeve t-shirt we're here in Scotland there's a window behind us with the rain pelting off it in the background asking him when he's come back to Scotland maybe a bit of a hard sell yeah I think so I mean we'd obviously be sitting with our t-shirts looking muscular as well uh, we might need to get one of these backdrops they have in these TV studios you know Scotland in the sunshine although we'd have to find a picture of Scotland in the sunshine Photoshop's the thing that you need for that um, but yeah, I agree with you. Really fascinating. I love the fact that you know he's pretty quick to say as well. Andrew Luck's the quarterback he wants to get, and he's the hardest quarterback in that division to get to. Oh, without doubt. I mean, he's got a great quarterback himself. You know, the Texans know that. But Andrew Luck is just on that little platform. You know, the the best of the best. He's creeping up in there. It's been brilliant. I mean, I don't think when he would agree that it's been great to see him come back to that level of form. But that division has gone from being quite timid to being must watch TV nice to hear of his time in Scotland as well obviously came over here did a bit of a tour around the whiskies likes his whiskey so that's a big tick in the box for him there as well but I remember at the time seeing that he'd spent time with Hibs and thinking how on earth did that come about obviously the connection with the hotels made it happen he went in there um, read articles online we didn't have time to touch it there but he actually did go to a a Hibs Rangers game and commented that at the time one of Lee Wallace's tackles was so bad it would have been yellow flagged in the <laughs> NFL which I thought was absolutely brilliant so if we get him back on then we'll be discussing that but certainly Whitney you know thank you for coming on and uh, next time you're in Scotland the whiskies are on us that's for sure yeah lots of choice in Edinburgh we won't struggle to keep you entertained so moving on from that then and season tickets went on sale for Wembley for renewals anyway um, and had a little bit of a bumpy start I think the NFL continued to struggle to pitch this ticketing at the right level. They they clearly ignored our message, which was to you know to allow season ticket holders to either pick Wembley or the Spurs Stadium. I think it's unfortunate. I mean, we we'll talk about the booking charts. I mean, it's an own goal to start with, but I mean, you booked and were charged twenty four pounds booking fee. Now, booking fees, as people probably realise, are the biggest scam in the world. Uh, same for postage and. To, to me, there's got to be government legislation on this. Now, I've mentioned this for tickets before, but for concert tickets, there should be a registration process. There should be a limit on what you're being charged. I mean, the service fee, whether you as an individual is buying 10 tickets or one ticket, there's not really a great deal of difference. Therefore, it should be a one charge £10 or something like that, no matter the depth that you're buying. It just seems to me a, a get-rich-quick scheme. And again, there seems to be an inordinate amount of tickets appearing on secondary sites within, well, minutes, really. I think for me as well, the, the yeah the booking fee situation. So, you know, let's recap on that. Very quickly, I, so I paid the 24 and I put something out on Twitter 
uh, from my own personal account very quickly had a number of people coming back to me some people saying I've paid the exact same amount and then some people saying I didn't pay one at all and that's when things started to feel like well hang on a minute what's going on here and it's Stuart Love who is a massive contributor you know regularly engages with the show as well as several of the other podcasts you know Stuart's really on the pulse when it comes to social media he gets involved and he was very quick to say look Here's evidence, I didn't pay one. So that kicked off some conversations. I think people were reaching out to NFL UK um, and there wasn't much coming back from them. They were confirming things here and there. But for me, what they did in the end was absolutely the right thing. And I think, you know, I give credit where it's due. Um, I described this as being flossom on Twitter. You know, realizing something is flawed, but being awesome about dealing with it. Yeah. So I think what they did was they obviously reached out with Ticketmaster and they said, look, something's gone wrong. Some people have paid booking fee, some people haven't. Therefore, everybody that buys today isn't paying a booking fee. So I've already had my email to say that it's getting fully refunded to me. That'll be back with me within 10 days. Fine. Do you know what? Brilliant. I'm happy with that. I think from the customer point of view, it's a really good email. It's worded really well. They've held their hands up and they've gone, something went wrong. And here's what we're doing to make up for that. Brilliant. So do you know what? Yeah, there's been issues with the ticketing and there still will be. I, next Thursday when the, the Tottenham ones go on, it's going to really kick off. I'm sure there's going to be lots of disappointed people. But that is in itself a symptom of the demand for the game in the in the UK, which is great to see. Disappointing that people can't get to the games, but still great to see that the demand's there. As for the process of renewing my season ticket, easy. I, I'll be honest, yeah, there was a bit of a wait to get into it, but I managed to get in, get my tickets secured. Um, last year I had three, this year I've only bought two, so that's at least one ticket that's going to be available. Um, um, but yes, to your point, I immediately went online and had a look to see a stop up. And I noticed that there is seats almost identical to the ones that I'm in for the Rams-Bengals game round the way. Uh, and I think the asking price was £235 a ticket. Now that is more than the cost of the two tickets combined. So the, whoever has put that on there... I assume is someone who's bought a season ticket, can't make one of the games, and rather than find someone to maybe buy it at cost, they're trying to make the money, the full money back from selling that ticket. That for me is disappointing. When there's tickets on sale before it's even gone on general sale, it's disappointing. Um, and it's a hard one to deal with, and I understand, you know, that the, the NFL UK and the Ticketmaster don't necessarily want to annoy everybody, but while that continues it's only going to make those that miss out even more disgruntled and it's going to be a pain that's not going to go away it's a conversation that's going to continue um the two things that you can be sure of in life uh, is death and taxis it's colin kaepernick and complaints about tickets at wembley you know it's uh, these are the conversations they're going to keep having so they're making progress they're learning they're developing i think as long as they're open about it they discuss it and we see change i think people will live with that but they've got to keep it coming. I think it's also that a lot of people want to go to all four games. Now, you could argue, on one hand, that that's greedy. Yeah. On the other hand, it's a free country, and if you want to yep. go and see four games because you've got the chance to see four games, you've got every right to do so. So th- there, there is no magic bullet. There's no easy way of doing it. The only thing, as I say, I would like to see them, a registration scheme. You register your name and address, the people going with you for the tickets you buy, and if you've got to change that, it's done through an exchange. We can send a man to the moon. <laughs> I think we did anyway. I'm, you know, can't, can't be 100% sure. That's a whole other podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to our, our conspiracy theory podcast. Um, but, you know, we can do so much. We've got There's to also be... Colin Ka- Kaepernick chat on that one as well, incidentally. That's the only link. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's not go there either. Um, 
So I think that, you know, it can be done. And, you know, with all this electronic ticketing and verification, this is not impossible. And I think this is the route that people have got to take. We'll see it more and more with concerts. And I think we'll see it more and more with the NFL. As I say, if you just want to go to one game because it's your team, that is where you're most vulnerable at the moment. There's just no doubt about it because you don't want a season ticket for both stadiums. You're just hoping that the one comes on general sale for you. You then might not get the area of the stadium that you're looking for and all this sort of thing. And I think as we go on, I think Neil Reynolds touched on this when you interviewed him, we are perhaps getting a little bit too fussy. Yes. Um, and too sensitive about these things. I mean, if you went back to the first year that it came in, I mean, my first game was actually the, the second year, 2008 Saints, against the Chargers. I mean, I would have had a seat on the roof just to see that game. Now I would want my particular seat in my particular place because that's how I want to watch it. Um, so you do get a bit more fussy, and I, and I understand that. I just hope that everybody who's listening gets, if they're wanting to go, gets the chance to go without being ripped off. Because if you're seeing a team coming across for the first time, you don't want to have to pay two, three times face value. I get why people would, um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, for those Panthers fans wanting to see their team at Tottenham. For those Bears and Raiders fans, okay, both teams have been over at some point before, but the Bears not for a while, um, and certainly not when they were good. So, you know, they're going to be absolutely snapping up those tickets as well. So it's, yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying there, and more needs to be done. Um, We've discussed it on a previous pod about what the process that they used for Hamilton the musical. It can be done, it needs to be worked on. Um, we'll give them this year to learn from the Tottenham thing, I think, and that's only fair. But I think, like I say, the NFL UK, they do get a really hard time. Some of it justified, some of it definitely not. Um, I think that, you know, the, the passion of the fans here is huge. And I think, you know, to, going back to Whitney and the fact that they're looking forward to coming over here, what an experience for the Texans having coming over and playing. They'll love it. Um, you know, the Texans are really good, and we touched on some of the social stuff that he does. But they're probably one of the better teams and always have been, I think, with engaging with their local community. They're very upfront about it. Uh, JJ Watt, of course, does loads of stuff as well, Whitney himself. So uh, I think they'll really enjoy the London experience. It's a divisional game against what is now an ever-growing Jaguars support. But we know ourselves, you know, I know several, in fact, I know more Texans fans than I know Jags fans in Scotland, that's for sure. Uh, David Ojabo, who we'll hopefully be speaking to again soon. He's a big Texan fan. Jamie Morrison, the quarterback we spoke to last week, he's a Texan fan. I know several myself. We had Ewan uh, Decois, and I hope I've done his name right. But um, he, of course, helped us organise that um, Whitney Merciless interview. So thank you, Ewan, for that. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to get an active NFL player on the podcast. So, you know, absolutely brilliant that we've been able to do that. So, um, yeah. All in all, great. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the engagement off the fan base. Let's keep these games coming and get getting people turning up to the games. Yeah, I think the people that go to games, I think if you look at some of the crowds at, say, Manchester United or Arsenal, they get what you know people are calling football tourism. People yeah. are ticking things off the list. It's very different because almost everybody going, with, with the exceptions of some of the people who go to hospitality, and it's a day out you know, because they're being invited corporately, most people are walking through Wembley's doors knowing stuff about the game, wanting to see the game and desperately wanting to be there. It's not like some of this football tourism where they don't really care you know, too much. I mean, that, that's some of the... That's the vibes you get from the English game. Everybody gets into the game. Everybody 
enjoys it. And it doesn't matter. You've been to enough of these. You pick a team that you're going to support and you cheer for that team. I mean, that that's how it works. Totally. Absolutely. I think the only exception to that one is I went to Bengals Redskins and I was just cheering on the whole game and it was a draw and it was really hard to pick a team on that one. But yeah, I, you just get involved in it and you do end up being a fan. I know if, if, if I'm lucky enough to get to the uh, tickets for the Bears Raiders games, I'm going with a Bears fan. I know I'll be a Bear for the day. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've been to Chicago as well. I was a Bear that day. Um, I was a Jets fan for the day when I went to see the Jets versus the Patriots and I was definitely a Saints fan when we went to see the Saints play the Eagles and it's great because you just can jump on board with that fan base and enjoy the experience for what it is uh, I love that, I love that about the game I think it's absolutely brilliant and we're in a fortunate position here in the UK that we can do that without having that tribalism ingrained into society that we do with our football teams here so yeah, absolutely love it And the only final thing on that is if you're unlucky and you don't get tickets this year Take the money you were going to spend, stick it in a bank account, and next year use it to go actually go to the States and see your team because there's some great trips around. We've done it with touchdown uh, trips. Even, you know, you can look yourself, fly out, you know, because I, I initially uh, was looking at going to watch New Orleans play Carolina on December the 19th, I think it was, looking basically flying in the day before and flying out the day after. That that was my starting point before we decided to go to New Orleans. And, you know, some of the flights and things like that, you can manipulate it yeah. if it's the right time. So, you know, I, w- I would encourage people, if, if you are disappointed this year, you know, spoil yourself next year. So lots of things have been happening, as well as the tickets for London. Uh, Brian Isaac, who was a guest on the podcast last week, has finally had his book launched. We've seen it on Amazon. Looks fabulous. Yes, it really does. And we were lucky enough to get a little bit of an insert to it. We had him on last week and, you know, we discussed Ben's passion for the game and that comes out in the the book. It's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, you know, brilliant for Ben. He's put a huge amount of work into this and great to see it up there and available now on Amazon. Yeah, two things. One, check it out on Amazon and if you missed... Last week's NFL Scotland podcast, one, we need a note from one of your parents, and two, you need to go back and listen to it, because Ben, I mean, the stories he tells, and it's all about, it's the history side of the game, which is fascinating, but also some of the trivia, and I think it's a great way to connect with the past, and make sure, you know, just little bits of knowledge that you think, never knew that, that book, almost in every page, it's like, I didn't know that, and that's such a great thing when you're reading a book. If you're not sure what the book is about, the description from Amazon sums it up perfectly. The best NFL book of 2019, it starts. I think that's a fair claim. The NFL celebrates its 100th season in 2019. In this unique book, you'll discover the most significant, fascinating and bizarre stories for every single day of the calendar year, even February 29th. Um, you know, it goes on as well. Ben gives a bit about him, and you know, he, he discussed this on the pod. That he was surprised that no one had done this before, um, and actually, he started to research it, and then started to find out why maybe no one had done it before because it was really, really hard, yeah. um, and especially during the summer months when there's not a lot going on. Uh, if anything, you know, we should be grateful for this ticket stuff because it gives us something to talk about, whether it be positive or negative. Um, but yeah, you know, there's some lovely comments there, including one from your good self, Paul. Um, loads of people getting in and giving some positive feedback to Ben. So we wish him all the very best and uh, 619 pages in length. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so it's 9.99 on the Kindle. Get that. Get it on your Kindle. That's your summer holiday sorted. You can lie by the pool and read that. That's going to keep you entertained for days. Not mind hours, days. And you're going to at the end of it, be suntanned and knowledgeable. Absolutely. Can't beat that. No, you cannot. So, Ben, thank you for coming on the pod again. We wish you all the very best with that. 
Now, one of the things that we need to talk about now is um, Whitney Merciless has got one of the best names for football. It's per- perfect. No. See, as a commentator, Merciless is yeah. just the best name. Um, now, he probably doesn't have a nickname of Ming, yeah. if, if you want to go back to the Flash Gordon days, but if he played football over here, that would be his nickname. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, it's just great names, and the NFL is full of great names. Absolutely full. And we were discussing this last week because Adolphus Washington was signed by the Miami Dolphins, which was the perfect fit, Adolphus for the Dolphins and with Washington he could have played for the Redskins we talked about Antonio Brown to the Browns being easy but who else would be the the people that you would say are the perfect people to play for the perfect team so we put that out on Twitter we've had some really good responses so I'm going to throw a few of these at you Paul and the guys at the American football cast um, great lads over there Dallas Godart of course went to the wrong team in the division he should have been at the Cowboys Um Maven X says Jadavian Clowney to the officials crew team. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> I like that. Chris H, he said AJ Hawk should have gone to Seattle. Priest Holmes to the Cardinals. Colt McCoy to Indianapolis. Uh, Johnny Shit to the Raiders. He might have made that last one up. I think he may well have done, yes. Equinemus. <laughs> uh, I can't even pronounce that. Equinemus. St. Brown to the New Orleans Saints. Or Cleveland, he says. All the Watt brothers to the Chargers. Watts and yeah, Chargers. Yeah, yeah, that's so clever. It's Michael Thomas with these. Captain Munnerlyn to the Chiefs. Because <laughs> the captain has to be with the Chiefs. God, it's got to be. Yep. Okay. AJ Green should have gone to Green Bay, says our very own Charles Patterson. Uh, Polly says Alex Arma to the Vikings. Michael Gallup to the Colts. And obviously D Virgin to the non-scoring Cardinals. <laughs> 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 There's some crackers here, honestly. Jonte, uh, Raiders O-line Denver Kirkland should have been at the Broncos and Eric Swoop should have ended up in Philadelphia. Uh, Tom McDowell said if Tiger Woods played, he would have gone to the Bengals. Um, and Matt Moon replied to that saying, Eric Decker should have gone to the Cards. Oh, Decker. Some, Decker uh, Cards. Decker you can see the headline, can't yeah, you? It's absolutely brilliant. Um, Frosty Rucker should only play in December in those amazing snow games, says Neil Stevenson. <laughs> and Philly Brown must be conflicted. <laughs> Does he go to Philadelphia or the Browns? Um, Bark Evius Mingle to the Browns, you know, because of the dog pound. That dog pound, also yeah, works yeah. pretty well. Um, and then we put a call out again as well for a couple more of these. So third and goal got in, sh- in touch to say Bush should be at the Cowboys. Um, Savage at the Giants. I think he's uh, having a go there. And Lindstrom should be at the Vikings as well. So a couple of really good suggestions there. Do keep them coming and we're going to continue to share some of the best ones. But some absolute crackers in there. That is absolutely tremendous. Love that. Just while we're talking about great names. And I think if a man had a surname that summed them up perfectly, it was Star and Bart Star, who we lost this week. Yeah, absolutely. You get a chance to then see things that you didn't know. And the tributes to him, I mean, you've seen more on the NFL Network than I have. I've picked stuff up across various platforms. Just an amazing guy. Totally. And was still engaged, you know, even the last you know, year or two of his life, still engaged, still a legend in, in Green Bay. And just what struck you was the actual sheer human decency of the guy. Yeah, very much so. Um, I think that's something that there's American football has always been able to maintain as well. And Whitney's a great example of that. There's some really brilliant human beings involved in that sport and I think that uh, you know Star's definitely one of them obviously symbolic he won Super Bowl 1 
um, you know, great stats on the day and played brilliantly. Um, a huge loss, and you can just see that by the, the obviously the amount of people that are coming out and talking highly of them. Um, a, a big loss to the NFL. So yeah, our thoughts with the friends and family of Bar Star um, in this time as well. Um, one other piece of news that we'll give them a wee shout out. We messaged this message this on Twitter earlier on. Uh, the good people at my touchdown box continue to grow. Um, they hit their. 10,000 followers today so well done guys um, they've been brilliantly we obviously got involved with them way 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 back when we started out and have had a great relationship with the, the great people there um, so you know their journey continues they're doing a 10% discount as well uh, PayPal 10 for 10% off now that offer ends today today being Wednesday the 30th no it's not it's Thursday the <laughs> that bank holiday's totally thrown me it's Thursday the 30th of May so until um Midnight tonight, basically. PayPal 10 for 10% off if you want to go on there. Um, we've retweeted it out, so hopefully you've picked it up off our Twitter feed. But if you, even if you don't get that discount, you know what? Well worth the money. It really is a great service and a great product that the guys are producing. Yeah, I was wearing a T-shirt I got from them just the other day. Great stuff. Um, and then, of course, a reminder that we do have our Week 1 NFL event booked in for the Golf Tavern uh, Sunday the 8th of September. Make sure that you keep it free in your diary. We're still working on all the details. We hope to have some of that coming up for you in the next sort of two, two months, definitely. But, you know, in the coming weeks, we hope to be able to give some details about what we've got planned for it. And while they've tried to keep us constrained in Edinburgh, we're threatening to break out. We'll hopefully have news, too, quite soon of other events Around Scotland. We're taking the show on the road. Yeah. We're taking the show on the road. <laughs> right. Well, that concludes everything then for episode 53. Our thanks again to Houston Texans linebacker Whitney Merciless. What an absolute star he is. He was brilliant. We hope you've enjoyed listening. And as always, we'd love to hear your feedback, good and bad. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at ScotlandNFL and on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash ScotlandNFL. We'll be back again very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>